It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah, what up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Uh, KT Live, PSPR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. It is SportsX Radio Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m., 101.5 FMK. Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. If you haven't downloaded that free worldwide app, do it now. Take care of business. Understand Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. KT Live, PSPR Law Studios here in Las Vegas Wednesday night, tomorrow night. Be back at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo, one of three locations in the Vegas Valley. Come on out and see me there. First two up to KT's table. We'll get a free appetizer of their choice. PSBR Law, though, the best in personal injury for a long time in Southern Cal. Year number four here in the Vegas Valley. Panish, Shea Boyle, and Ravaputi. PSBRlaw.com. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice is PSBR Law. You may not need them now, but you may need them in the future. So jot the number down for the best in personal injury. You know the 702 area code for Vegas. 830 830-9353. 830-9353. Great show in store for you tonight on a Tuesday. Head coach Barry Odom going to join me hour number two, uh, right around 7.25 p.m. So if you've got other things to do, don't worry about them. You won't miss the interview. But if you do miss any part of SportsX Radio, you can go on that Odyssey app and go to the Rewind feature, which is outstanding. It means you can listen to the whole show back in its entirety. And uh, that is a great setup. Odyssey does that with all their shows, including my producer, Mark Hoke. The Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. You like professional wrestling, you will love the Mark Hoke Show. And uh, Mark, of course, with me. And at the end of the show last night, we had a little bit of fun because his alma mater, North Dakota State, got beat by what? North Dakota. And I, actually went, and I actually went back. Listen, I'm going to get to the starting five. But I had to finish up with what we ended with last night. And as I went back and listened to the Thursday night show with Brad Powers, the best in college football, even Brad Powers said, the line's going to be seven and a half North Dakota State favorite at North Dakota. And I said, but Brad, you'd for sure take the points. Nah, KT, I think I'd probably side with your producer there, Mark Hoke and his alma mater. KT said, no, North Dakota's going to win that game outright. And Mark, always going back and grabbing all these different little clips of KT screwing up and making mistakes. And of course, well, there's so many. Yeah, okay, there's many. But that's why I'm saying every <laughs> now and then when, this, when the sun does shine on the dog's keister, you got to at least go back and, and play that as well. So I'll look forward to Mark Hoke playing that where KT comes out and says, North Dakota is going to beat NDSU straight up. And not only they beat him, they beat him by 20-some-odd points in a sellout. And uh tell you, Mark Hoke's yeah, in that... for a long season. And he still thinks his Bison are going to make the playoffs. Oh, we of course were talking they are. earlier. Are they? Yeah. Nah, Can they'd have to go five and uh, – coming out of the Missouri Valley Conference, NDSU would have to go five and six to Where not make the playoffs. Where do you play Southern Illinois? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's because you... here's the thing. See, now... I think you're going to lose to South Dakota State. And South Dakota State, number one team in the country, they have a game at Southern Illinois in Carbondale this Saturday. And I am going to go, even though I like the Jackrabbits and they're solid, I'm going to go out on the limb and say Southern Illinois is going to be right there, nip and tuck in that game with a chance to win it. 
So we will see. They already beat Northern Illinois in DeKalb. Northern Illinois, of course, FBS. Southern Illinois still FCS. But at the end of the day, it's a pretty good Salukis team. So we will see. I do know Here's from going to Carbondale when I was calling games for Long Beach State basketball way back when, you go to Carbondale, there's nothing else there but Southern Illinois. And I'm telling you, you kind of feel like you're you're out there in the deliverance world. That's the way a lot of those schools are. Here, here's your here's your schedule for NDSU. Uh, host Western Illinois, then host Murray State. Mm-hmm. Two bottom feeders. Well, Murray State's been pretty decent lately. Yeah, they're not. They're okay. I uh, at South Dakota State, uh, home against Southern Illinois, oh, okay. and at Northern Iowa. Yeah, Northern Iowa's down. They're, uh, they don't have much offense. Or defense is okay, yeah, but they're, their, their they're, offense is not good this year. They may lose one of those games. Yeah, if they were at Southern Illinois, what do you mean they? They're definitely losing at South Dakota State. Okay. They're not winning that game. All right. Whatever you say, KT. Well, I, you you're know, the I, expert. I will just say this. That you're, if, you're the if expert Marco, Mark 5 Mark, and 11. If my, my, this is FCS football. KT's been pretty good so far. South Dakota over South Dakota, over North Dakota State, and that was a winner. North Dakota over North Dakota State, and that was a winner. And I'll have South Dakota State over you're, North Dakota you're State. You're just I'm doing it out of spite. Trifecta. No. Yes, I'm you doing, are. I'm you're doing, doing it because your team spite. is down. You've been this sitting is a there down saying that, year for your team. You've been sitting there saying, we're, we're going to lose every game. So no, I don't want to hear game. it. Here's the thing. If you went to Southern Illinois, I would go against you. But because you're in the Fargo Dome, you may be able to get a few calls your way. And uh, yeah, a little God. hometown cooking because they want to make sure yeah, the buys and get back that, where they that, need to be. That's right. There's just been all that season. hometown cooking in Fargo. Okay, there, lots of it over Stop. the years. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Name name a hometown cooking call that has stood out to you over the years at North Dakota State, Ken. What? I have to go back. Right, and, you're going to have to go into back. the archives. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, All right, well. good stuff. It is just fun to get my producer riled up, and uh, there is no doubt that uh, that kind of gets under his skin just a little bit when you start talking negatively about his how, alma mater. How those Trojans State. Do, by the way? No, hey, I, I'm somebody that was not thinking that SC was going to win at Notre Dame. Brad Powers. You were telling me they were a playoff team at the start of the season. I, no doubt. I thought they could dead. be a playoff team. They're still not dead. They're dead. They're not dead. They haven't lost in the Pac-12. If they ran the table in the Pac-12, they're in. When the playoff. Bottom line. When the when the playoffs are announced, Ken, I know we gotta we have to do the starting five, but when the playoffs are announced, right. two pizzas in the studio for whoever whoever if USC makes playoffs, I'm bringing I'm bringing two pizzas in. If USC does not make the playoffs, you're bringing two. That'll work. That'll work. How about if Penn State doesn't make it, you bring two pizzas in? Oh, see, but that's you, you got an undefeated team. I'm giving that's your team, Penn State. It's gonna be tight though, Ken. Why not? Well, come on. I mean, you do, you were talking like, hey, we're good. We're and we get Michigan at home. You know, I, I, it is, now. Ken, I, you got an no- easy schedule, patty cake schedule. That, that big 10 sucks outside of Michigan. Even Ohio state doesn't look that I, good. I agree with you. I'll, you're not going to get a debate out of me on that. I mean, Wisconsin turned out to be a bomb. So yeah, there's, it's three really, really, really good teams though. Very, I don't very know good how good teams. Ohio state is. Well, that, Brad that, power said the worst Ohio state team in 20 years. Yeah, I don't know about that, but we'll see. We will. Let's go to the starting five. Now, the starting five, number one. Yeah, we got uh, hockey action tonight. Yes, we do. The defending Stanley Cup champions, VGK, baby. Back at T-Mobile at the Fortress. They have won all three games so far this season, 4-1. to one. Same score, all three games. How about another 4-1 win tonight against the Dallas Stars? 
let's just keep it going. I mean, this team is a lot of fun. Not only are they winning games, they're making you money. Because you know when you're taking a team, especially when they're at home and they're as good as the Knights, you got to lay the goal and a half. How good is it when they win by three goals on those home games? And, of course, they won the road game at the Shark Tank, 4-1 to over San Jose as well. I'm going to go with another 4-1 win tonight for VGK. I don't know if C-Win is there, but uh, end of the day, that's going to be one of the games that we're going to hone in on. We've got lots of action. We're going to get to all of it, including baseball playoffs. But let's keep an eye on the defending Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights, 3-0, looking to go 4-0 tonight. 4-0, kind of like, I don't know, producer Mark Hoke's GPA back at North Dakota State. Number two. I tried to get in touch with my good pal, T.C. Martin. T.C., of course, the voice of the Las Vegas Aces, defending WNBA champions. Of course, T.C., yes, he's still in the Big Apple, but he's enjoying dinner right now with friends. I sent him back, friends? Question mark? That's funny. No, but T.C., he's out of dinner, so will not be able to join SportsX Radio Live. But it's going to be trouble for the Aces. They led it two games to none, only needed one more. They got crushed pretty good. In the game on Sunday, New York able to take care of business. Brianna Stewart had a uh, big-time game. Now the Aces, not only do they go into the game without Chelsea Gray, Stokes is also out tomorrow night. The Aces find themselves six-point road underdogs in New York against the Liberty. Part of me wants to lay it, but at the end of the day, New York doesn't have any film on the Aces playing without Gray and without Stokes. So sometimes you look, hey, I remember, Mark Oak will tell you, Philadelphia 76ers. Are you kidding me? No Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? We're going to kill the Lakers in Game 6 in Philly. No, Magic Johnson played center, and the Lakers end up winning. So sometimes when you don't have film on a team that's supposed to win on paper, they just don't know what to do. So we'll see. Becky Hammond's a darn good coach. We'll see if she can come up with something on the road. If they lose that game, Game 5 the decider will be on Friday, right here, T-Mobile in Las Vegas. Number three. All right, it is Major League Baseball playoffs. They are continuing. Nothing in the American League. That's because Texas grabbed that two games to none lead over the Houston Astros. But Astros fans not really worried as they're going to Arlington. It will be Scherzer going to be pitching tomorrow. And uh, hoping to make a comeback there for the Texas Rangers. They, of course, grabbed him from the New York Mets, but then he was on the shelf. Missed some time, so he's coming back. He's ready to roll, but will he be ready to roll tomorrow? At home, it looks good for the Texas Rangers. Scherzer will go, but against Javier for Houston, who's yet to give up a run for the Astros in the postseason. So I have a feeling that if Houston gets this one, that series is going to go seven games. Just got that feeling. Rangers win tomorrow. Got a chance for the sweep, but Houston's that much better on the road this year than at home, right? You would think. That's because they don't have the old trash can effect. That's right. Not able to bang the trash can at home to steal the signals and let everybody know what pitch is coming. They kind of squashed that there. So instead, the Astros, if you look at them so far this season, what's the record at home? 40 wins and 45 losses, including their postseason struggles. But on the road, they're darn good. So we'll see if Dusty Baker has any toothpicks left for tomorrow. Went through a bunch of them last night and see if they can't get a win in game number three at Texas. Meanwhile, it is game two, and the Philadelphia Phillies picking up right where they left off last night. Beat Arizona 5-3, got all five of their runs early, and the long ball big time. A couple more tonight. Trey Turner went deep. Schwarber went deep. 
2-0 Phils. Both teams have two hits. They're after four. A Phillies win, just like the scoreboard right now says 2-0. It will be 2-0 Philly as they head to Arizona for three. KT will be there Saturday night, but there may not be a Saturday night unless the Diamondbacks get up off the mat. They got to get going. Phillies lead at 2-0. We'll keep an eye on the National League Championship Series. Number four. All right, lots of uh, college football injury updates and uh, some bad news out of the Big Ten. Well, for Wisconsin, maybe not as bad as initially thought because we all thought Tanner Mordecai could be a decent quarterback there for Luke Fickle in his first year coming over from Cincinnati. You know, Mordecai, decent quarterback there at SMU. However, he has a broken hand. He is going to miss some time. And Wisconsin, boy, that offense looks pathetic. Now, they lost Malusi early in the season, but... uh, you know, Braylon Allen not really doing much, and the passing game has been non-existent either, even when Mordecai was healthy. So he is out. Meanwhile, Iowa's Eric All, their tight end, who transferred over from Michigan. He is out for the year. Now, there is good news for Ohio State. They have that big game with Mark Hope's Nittany Lions coming into Columbus this week. They're hoping to get Emeka Ibuka back and Trayvon Hender, Travion Henderson. Uh, that would be huge for the Buckeyes. Also, Denzel Burke, they're hoping to get him back. So lots of banged-up Buckeyes, but they could all be coming back just in time for the old Nittany Lions. Number five. And then we go to the NFL, and lo and behold, what have we here? Yes, Mark Hoke's Philadelphia Eagles, they were busy trying to resurrect the career of Julio Jones. A seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver is now a member of those Philadelphia Eagles signing a one-year contract today. Jones, 34 years old, will be reunited with former Tennessee Titans teammate A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was, you know, somebody that said, hey, we want Julio Jones back when he was a member of the Titans. Now, a little reciprocation there with Julio Jones getting a little boost from A.J. Brown and said, hey, we can use this guy. He's still got something in the tank. This Eagles team still pretty darn good. They let one slip away against the Jets, 5-1, and one, but they were the last undefeated team, and I think that's the way it went down on a lot of those tiebreakers, both them and the Niners losing on Sunday. They were the last two unbeatens, but in some of the contests, I believe it was the Eagles that end up being the last undefeated team in the NFL, and that is a look at the starting five as far as rocking and rolling here on SportsX Radio. Let me, uh, let me update you on the scoreboard. Keeping an eye on that Phillies-Diamondbacks game. Again, they're going to the top of the fifth. It is 2-0 Philadelphia. We've got uh, some NHL games, a bunch of NHL games uh, going tonight. Let me see if I can't update a few of those. Uh, also, college football. Three Tuesday night college football games and a surprise from Lynchburg, Virginia. Middle Tennessee State is just... Uh, strung together a couple touchdowns in a row, and they lead Liberty, undefeated Flames, on the road, 28-21. High-scoring game total, 56.5 at the Westgate Superbook. But Liberty, a minus 16, right now trailing it by 7, 9.07 to go in the third quarter. At the half, Western Kentucky, 17, Jacksonville State, 10. That line, 7.5. Brad Powers giving out a lean on that game, which means, you know, just a small play. But he did like Jacksonville State and Rich Rodriguez's Gamecocks at home, plus the seven and a half total, 60 and a half. And we'll keep an eye on that one. And then I circled this game big time. The Jaguars of South Alabama. They were actually a favorite from a lot of people as far as the Sun Belt prior to the beginning of the season. They struggled a little bit out of the gate, but they're laying 18 and a half. I actually liked it at 17 when it first came out on Sunday night at the Circa and uh, played the Jaguars minus 17 against Southern Mississippi. This Southern Miss team. Favre's alma mater. How bad are the boys from Hattiesburg? 
Now the boys from Mobile lead them at halftime, 31-0, South Alabama over Southern Miss. All right, plenty of NBA exhibition. We're not going to get into that. Uh, we are going to go to the NHL. We have one final. We want to get this in here because Mark Hoax, Philadelphia Flyers, shut out Vancouver 2-0, and Vancouver was 2-0 and and actually had a ton of goals in their first couple games. That's the one score we'll give you. We'll give you the other five games that are in action. We'll update the other lines on the other games when we come back from break. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FMK Dawn. We stream live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, worldwide app. It is free. Download it now. Live from Vegas, PSBR Law Studios. I'm Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio, produced by Mark Hoke. We'll be right back live from Vegas. Little George Thurgood, baby, and the Delaware Destroyers as KT comes back. Uh, Mark Hoke, of course, spinning the hits here on a Fat Tuesday, and I've got a special guest in studio. Didn't know he was going to be on the air, but we're going to give him a little bit of airtime in just a little bit. Did say I'd update those other NHL games that are rolling right now north of the border. How about Montreal? The Habs at home. Canadians getting blistered by the Minnesota Wild. How about 5-1, 7.55 to go in regulation? Now, the total is six, sitting on six. We'll see if that game does indeed push or go over the total with six across the board everywhere. Uh, Minnesota was a favorite, minus 140 at the Westgate Superbook. Meanwhile, the Islanders leading Arizona 1-0 after two. Rangers were able to beat Arizona last night 2-1 in a game that was tied at one for a long time, but the Rangers got a late goal there at Madison Square Garden. So a tough little road trip there for the Coyotes. But this team is much improved from about a year and a half ago, playing much better hockey. Meanwhile, Buffalo right now doubling up on Tampa Bay, third period underway from Buffalo, 2-1. to one. Sabres lead the Lightning. Uh, Edmonton, they got the offense rolling in Nashville. 8.55 to go second period. You got the over in this one. I'll take your ticket because it's sitting on six. The total six and a half. Shade it heavily to the over. So you would have to lay 135 to win 100 on the over. But it is five to one Oilers leading the Predators. Still 8.05 to go in the second period from Nashville. So you need one more goal for that to go up and over. There was a seven uh, in one of the places, uh, one of the faraway places that was shaded to the under, but everywhere else shaded to the over. Uh, a lot of scoring expected, and Edmonton living up to their end of the bargain. 5-1, they lead Nashville. 8.05 to go second period. And the L.A. Kings on the board. This is a low-scoring game for Manitoba. They lead Winnipeg 1-0, 5.46 left in the second period. Games that are coming up, and again, I told you the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, they will be taking on Dallas. And the uh, believe it or not, the Stars are favored. Minus 110, 5.5, shaded to the over, minus 120. So when I say shaded to the over, that means you have to lay 120 if you think it's going to go over that total of 5.5 in order to make 100. So if you uh, go the other way and you go under the 5.5, you're going to get plus money back or not have to lay any juice at all. And uh, whatever you bet, you're going to get back without having to lay what they call the big or the juice. Uh, and that's how the sports books end up making money. So it is Vegas, an underdog, 3-0, and Vegas Golden Knights. I would take a shot at BGK until somebody beats them. Hey, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They're at home. I know Dallas is a good team. At the end of the day, you know, until VGK loses, why not take a shot? They've outscored their opponents, as we told you, 12-3 to in their first three contests. Carolina, they're at San Jose. Shark Tank, how about the Hurricanes? Minus 330 to win 100. I get it. I know they're supposed to be a really good team, and a lot of people predict that Hurricanes, good chance to represent the Eastern Conference. But there's no way I'm laying 330. A team could easily lose. They're 3,000 miles from home. 
I would take a shot at the underdog. A lot of people make money in hockey betting dogs, just like baseball, long season. And a lot of times those teams on the road, they struggle. We'll see. Carolina already lost to the Anaheim Ducks on Sunday, right? Big favorites in that game. Lost to Anaheim 6-3. to Colorado, the Avalanche, they are in Seattle. And the Kraken having trouble getting out of their own way. Remember Grubauer in net for Seattle, the former Avalanche goaltender. Colorado, minus 166.5 the total. That's shaded to the under, minus 125. That means you have to bet 125 to win 100 if you think it'll be under 6.5 goals. So that is a look at the uh, hockey games that are going, the games that are still yet to go. They're in the bottom of the fifth now, Philadelphia batting, still shutting out Arizona 2 to nothing, And uh, 31-0, I told you, South Alabama, Southern Miss, third quarter just underway. 28-28, Liberty has tied things up with Middle Tennessee State, 641 to go in the third quarter. So SportsX Radio here, PSBR Law Studios. Don't forget, head coach Barry Odom going to join me uh, right around the bottom of hour number two, 725. He's supposed to call in on the PSBR Law hotline. Uh, but Trevor Olivas is in studio and a young man that wants to get into sports talk radio. I'm trying to talk him out of it, but he's a friend of Jet, and Jet is like the guy over Jet, there Jet. at Steiner's Pub. Uh, Jet is one of those guys. You go into Steiner's Pub at 1750 North Buffalo, this guy can take your order and 12 other tables, never write anything down on paper, and have everything come out perfectly timed. Never make a mistake. I've seen him do it for years. He is absolutely unbelievable. And so he said, hey, you know, I got a, I got a young cousin that uh, wants to get into a sports talk. He just started his own podcast. Uh, can, you, can you maybe give him some tips or things like that? So I called and uh, talked with Trevor Olivas. And, uh, you know, we shot the breeze a little bit, talked some college football, a little NFL. And just uh, next thing you know, I said, hey, you know what? You want to come by the studio? So, you know, he worked his job over there at Caesars and he came over and had no idea that I'm going to throw him on the air. Trev, how old are you? Like 17? I'm 22, actually. I know. You you look like you could still get in for under 12 at the movies, but I know the facial hair, though. But it does good, help. Yeah, there you go. So so grab that mic, though, control it, and make sure you, you talk right into the middle of it. Otherwise, you're going to get... Uh, yeah, Testing. yeah. There you go. No, you're good. Yeah, there we hey, go. Yeah, Mar- Mark Hoke, my producer, he will uh, he'll give you ten lashes with a wet noodle at the next break. So you don't want that to come into play. By the way, Middle Tennessee <laughs> State has come right back on Liberty, thirty four twenty eight extra point pending. But you're a college football guy. You're a Mountain West guy, and you're a Vegas local. I mean, you actually yeah. grew up in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're not typically seeing that anymore with all the people that are starting to come into the state, but. Vegas born and bred, and I've uh, never strayed away from that my entire life. As the sports have come in, I've just kind of adopted them as my own. Uh, funny story, I actually wasn't a big sports fan growing up, and then as the Golden Knights came here and the Raiders came in, I just became more and more of a fan because now I actually had a team and teams to call my own. There you go. And now college, uh, UNLV. I mean, not the heyday on the hardwood as the running Rebels, like they had back in the Tarkanian days. But Kevin Kruger's got a pretty good squad. But lo and behold, head coach Barry Odom in his first year here with the Rebels football team has the Rebs off to a 5-1 and one start homecoming coming up on Saturday against Colorado State. And they can be bowl eligible after seven games. And you talk about being a um, you know a Vegas native. So you're what, 22? Yeah, I'm 22. Uh, okay, about so, to be 23, Okay, actually. my daughter too. Now she's, she's she'll be 23. Kiara will be 23. January sixteenth. So you're a little, really? well, you're a little older. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I uh, my birthday's literally this Thursday. Okay, so I guess on. this there is kind of a birthday present. Thank oh, yeah. you for the early birthday present. Yeah, Ken. for sure. That Much is awesome. Okay, so you're going to be the big two three. So I was telling uh, you know Mark and and some of the listeners, you know, being a big USC fan, Kiara, I had taken her to probably about six or seven USC games as she was growing up. And I think her first game she went to, I think she was six. Mm-hmm. But she had watched, this is back in the Pete Carroll days, and USC was just, you know, unbelievable. Yeah, they're so, so Kiara, you know, at, at ages, you know, four and five, and she knew the word blindside at age four, but she knew that <laughs> USC helmet, right? She mm-hmm. knew that's dad's team. Mm-hmm. And so she loved USC. And so I would be, you know, betting on all these games, and, like, I'm scrolling through the channels real fast. Uh, you know, I had two TVs right there, but scrolling through it, and she goes, oh, oh, there it is, Dad. You passed it. And it's like, gosh, dang it, man. It's like <laughs> USC. She would see that helmet. And they're up 45-3. I know they're, I already won that game, Kiara. We don't need to watch, but yeah, she it, loved that helmet. Right. She loved that Dad helmet. made his money. That's it. Right. So she <laughs> loved that helmet, though, so I'd go and I'd put it back on. So, ironically, USC opens up at the Coliseum against UNLV yeah. about five, six years ago. So I take Kiara and my good buddy, Mike Marlette, who used to be my color commentator when I was calling UC Riverside basketball back in the 90s uh, before they were D1. And uh, Mike graduated USC Law School. So he great seats. And he gave me the seats for the game. So I bring Kiara. And now all these folks that are there, they're all season ticket holders for 25, 30, 35, 40 years. And they all know me from going to the games for years and years. And so they know Kiara from being, you know, the little girl, and, and now she's growing up, and she's a teenager at that time, and so UNLV's playing. But when I left, I said, nah, USC in the opener, they're not going to blow out UNLV. They were laying 26 and a half. I took the points. I said, you know what, we'll bet on it. And my buddy used to do that all the time. says, you know what, I'm going to bet on it. If I win the bet, then my trip is free, hotel, everything like that. If I lose, yeah, then it's going to cost me. But <laughs> I figured, you know what, UNLV's going to cover the 26 and a half. So they're only up about... I want to say about nine points in the third quarter. And all of a sudden, Lexington Thomas, the running back for UNLV, he busts into the clear around his own 45. And now he's at midfield. And now it looks like it's a foot race to the end zone. And all of a sudden, my daughter stands up and she's like, go, go, go. And then she remembers she's with dad, USC football. She's grown up a USC fan. Mm -hmm. And she looks... And now Lexington Thomas is on the 10. He's in the clear. He's going to go in the end zone. And she just looks and she looks down. I'm sitting in my seat going like, what the hell is going on? What are you doing? And she's like, oh, dad, I'm sorry. I know you're a USC fan and I love, I still love USC football, but I'm a Vegas girl and I feel compelled to root for the running rebels. And so, you know what? I, I didn't get upset. I was very proud of her that that showed who she was. She was a fan and she realized, you know what? I'm a hometown fan. I'm a UNLV right. girl. Mm-hmm. I'm going to root for the Rebels. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then, I mean, even that she's interested in the sport to begin with, a sport that you've grown to love and you've commented on and talked so heavily about in your um, in your show. I mean, it's always nice to see other people adopt the interests that you have, um, even when you want them to and it's not forced. Because then they naturally adopt that love through nothing but their own will. And then they start to go to their own games and then they start to ask you, Hey dad, when's the next time we go to the USC game? And so that's awesome to hear. Unfortunately, I kind of took a little bit of a different turn. Uh, I growing up in Vegas, my dad went to UNR. Okay. So, so well, Kiara's brother 
also graduated up in Reno, Wolfpack. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he's, I mean, so he's always rooting for that Fremont Cannon to be painted (laughs) blue. However, UNLV, two years in a row now, I've kept it red. Uh, And this, boy, this must be, this is actually one of the worst Nevada teams in a long time. 0-6 out of the gate. For sure. Ever since uh, Jay Norvell left, it's really taken quite the plummet, honestly. I mean, even with a guy like Carson Strong leaving, that's already a big hit, but then you lose your head coach to not only that, but another Mountain West team too in Colorado State. I mean, it would have been fine as a Nevada fan. Oh, he goes to Washington State. He goes to ASU or something like that. But the fact that you go to another school that's, you know, just across the way, it hurt even more. Yeah, and that's the thing is like there's just something about Nevada and even UNLV to a point, they don't ante up the money to pay the coaches. Now, I'm, I'm hoping they hold on to Coach Odom because I've seen this happen years before. You know, you, you have a good solid coach uh, in basketball or, or whatnot, and all of a sudden they right. get off to a good start. And then the Power Five schools start looking and saying, oh, we got to. And of course, head coach Odom, who's going to join us in hour number two, you know, he's already been there at Mizzou. And, yeah. you know, so he's got SEC pedigree. And that's why he's taken, you know, some of that stuff and brought it over here to Vegas. But I'm hoping the Rebs can lock him up for, you know, a long time and keep him here because he has these kids believing. He's got a great staff and uh, the recruiting is going to be outstanding. And you have Allegiant Stadium. You have the Raiders home facility. And, of course, UNLV shares it. I've been to several games there. I love it. And the crowds keep increasing. And it's homecoming coming up on Saturday against Colorado State. So I'm hoping a big crowd, I'm hoping all of you get out there and support this Rebels team that has a chance to be bowl eligible after seven games with Coach Odom doing a bang-up job. But that's interesting. Mark Hoke, my producer now, he's a Pennsylvania guy. He roots for the Baltimore Orioles, but he's a Penn State guy and uh, Philadelphia Eagles guy. Mark, were there any teams that were not hand-me-downs like from uh, you know dad or grandpa uh, that you ventured to side with, like the Orioles? Are, was your dad an Orioles fan, or was that just you and maybe he's still a Phillies fan? Uh, no, my, actually my dad was a Cardinals fan, both Cardinals. The football team and the uh, uh, baseball team. Because they were both in St. Louis, right? Yeah. So um, my first year I ever watched baseball, my one of my grandmothers was a Dodgers fan. That so was, that was my, mom. My, first, my mom was a Dodgers fan, yeah. yeah. So that was my my first year in watching baseball. I got on the Dodgers, which helped uh, fuel my Yankee hate because that was in the late 70s, so it was perfect. Um, what else? I think, you know, I, and I kind of like the Rams in Tampa. When I first started watching football, the Rams helmet back in the day. Yeah, I mean the Rams were a good team too. You know that was once again my my grandmother liked the Rams, and then I you know fell in love with those uh, those Tampa Bay helmets. They were and pretty, they, pretty, and they pretty wore sweet. them the other day. Yeah, they wore the old throwback creamsicle uh, jerseys in the uh, the Buccaneer there on the on the helmet there with the sword in his mouth. Yeah, but then you know eventually you get around to the hometown teams, and you know the. Went to a went to a Phillies game, went to an Orioles game, and especially when I went to Memorial Stadium, just uh, it was awesome, absolutely awesome. And they, you know, the '79 team was you know, a World Series team, and it you know, wasn't you know just went from there. There you go. We don't want to go back to that '79 three games to one lead. Yeah, it happens. I kind of liked the Seahawks when I was a kid too. Jim Zorn. Yeah, yeah, I liked. I enjoyed them as well. Jim Zorn, Steve Largent, that yeah. team. You know, they they didn't win. But boy, were they fun to watch. And Steve Largent, I mean, for these young receivers that on a third and eight, 
goes seven yards. I mean, Steve Largent on a third and eight would go nine and a half yards to make sure, just in case he got pushed back, that he still had the first down. Yeah, and you know, and then when Kurt Warner got there, you know, Penn State guy, you know that that just kind of sealed it for me. I was like, yeah, this is they were they were my AFC team for a long time. There you go. All right, the Eagles, of course, have come up late and uh, lately and uh, been a very solid team. Uh, were you how surprised were you that they couldn't hold on and beat the Jets? Um, I was surprised they lost, but I was you know I was I didn't get to see the game, but I was watching the scores as they were coming in, and you know I was I was like oh boy, geez, something they're they're one screw up away, and they were just playing terrible. And you, see, you said it was going to be close. I, I went back and I listened to the. Uh, the Friday show, and you ended up going 11-5 and five on the NFL. I was just the opposite. It was as bad as it could be. But I did have one good call, the Cleveland Browns over the Niners. Yeah, I'll give you that one, man. Wouldn't have bet on that. But, boy, what a what a win for Cleveland. And, you know, you still have a screwed-up quarterback situation there. But, man, you just got to be – if you're in that locker room, what are you thinking right now if your name's not Deshaun Watson? Now, I mean, he's, you know, I, I got a boo-boo coach. I don't feel like playing. And, you know, here's a guy with, you know, I, I, I forgot the number of how much of that money's guaranteed. But, boy, can a lot of it. The, the, that, te- that defense is really good. Nick Chubb was, hadn't gotten hurt. Man, they'd they be there. But then, you know, and, and it looks like maybe you've got a ton of pieces to be a really good team. And then, but you're going to be handicapped by that contract. Now, if Watson doesn't pick it up, that is going to screw up Cleveland for the next, you know, five or six years. What are you going to, you know, how do you come back I'd go, from that? I'd go with uh, the artificial intelligence, Watson X. Yeah, maybe. That's where I'd go. Yeah, it, 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 they're going to have a, they're going to have a really tough decision to make because if he turns out to be a locker room cancer and he turns out to not be producing at all, man, do you take that cap hit? I mean, You'd have to draft, you know. Obviously, you'd have to get somebody in the draft because you're not going to be able to afford anybody that's any good. You're going to have to bring in a rookie. But oh man, yeah, they're they're in trouble. That contract, and they were gloating. Their general manager Barry, I remember, is like, "There's nothing here, nothing to see." As far as all those uh, massages and all that stuff, it's like, no, they're you know, he didn't get indicted, right? And so he said, "Yes, we vetted him." Ah, you didn't vet him because then twenty three more women come out and say, you know, yes, this is what he did. Look, I get it. The guy's a, you know, he, he was a good, solid quarterback coming out of Clemson and uh, showed some some promise big time there with the Houston Texans early on in his career. But Well, he lost focus. To Ken. give him all and that guaranteed money. Yeah, that was. They a, deserve what they're getting. A huge mistake. And, and I, you know, I'm. Didn't you know, obviously with all the stuff off the field, I wouldn't have taken a chance on him. But even on the field, you could kind of see he was slipping a little bit, and he was starting to make a bunch of power plays when he was down in Houston. Oh, I need to get this kind of coach, and I need this, and I need that, and you know, you got to do this for me, you got to do that for me, or I'm not going to play. And you know, it just was screwing the Texans over. And I'm I'm really surprised. Well, actually, it shouldn't be because Cleveland just has been making mistakes right and left for God knows how long now. But you know, they. It, it was just a, it was a terrible decision. You know, just what can you say about it? There you go. 
All right, I'm going to update the scores when I come back. SportsX Radio final segment, hour number one coming up. Don't forget, head coach Barry Odom going to join me. Hour number two, going to talk a little UNLV football, some Mountain West. Looking forward to the homecoming game coming up at Allegiant Stadium on Saturday against Colorado State. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FM Don. We stream live on the Odyssey app. Again, you miss any part of the show, the Rewind feature comes into play on that Odyssey app. Or you can follow at KenThompson87 at SportsX Radio, and the archives will be pinned at both those handles on Twitter, now known as X. And that'll be about 45 minutes after the broadcast. Live from Vegas, you're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back. A little nickelback coming back here to wrap up our number one KT Live, PSPR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Mark Hoke producing the show. Coach Barry Odom going to join us at uh, 725, so about a half hour from now. And looking forward to talking a little UNLV football. It's been a great start to a solid campaign. And this team is not just winning games, you know, by three points, five points. They've got several blowouts under their belt already. And again, Colorado State and Jay Norvell. We were talking about Jay Norvell uh, bringing those Rams in off a miracle come from behind victory over Boise State, their first ever over the Broncos. And uh, that was big time Fort Collins. A bunch of people may have left that game and uh, heard it on the radio driving home. That'll happen sometimes. But, you know, one of those crazy games. And if you uh, if you didn't know, and that's I will just tell you, I had seen that they had caught up to where it looked for all because I was so tired from watching college football all day. So I'm like, all right, San Diego State, Hawaii, I'm not going to stay up and watch that whole game. And I was kind of following it and keeping an eye on it. It was, you know, kind of close there, halftime and even into the third quarter. And it was 31 to, or 30 to 10, Boise State beating Colorado State, 6.45 to go. And when Colorado State made it 30 to 17, the spread was eight and a half. So I said, ah, let me see if the, if the Rams can cover this game. And I was, literally falling asleep, and I'm kind of looking. And then all of a sudden, I saw 30-24. to 24. I go, oh, they got it. And I said, all right, well, Boise State's going to get the ball. They're just going to run out the clock, and, you know, Colorado State's going to end up, you know, covering the game. And so when I woke up in the morning and went to scroll down to check on, all right, let me see who won that San Diego State-Hawaii game. I see 31-30 Colorado State, and I'm like, what? I'm like, wait a minute, there's only like, I want to say there was like 25 seconds left, maybe. Oh, no, 33 seconds, something like that. When they got the ball, they were on their own 12-yard line. And somehow, some way, in four plays, they went down and ended up scoring on a kind of one of those Hail Marys. They called it, uh, kid's last name started with an H, Holker or something. Uh, I, 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 I'll have to look, but it's, it, it, no, it wasn't Horton. Uh, wasn't the great Horton, uh, who's an, uh, probably the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the country. It was their tight end. And uh, Holy Holker or whatever his, his last name was. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. So I had to go back and watch the replay of that. And, you know, ESPN and several of the major outlets didn't even have it. You had to actually YouTube it and go find it. And I was like, wow, what a bizarre play. Because this ball was literally batted. And this guy, well, the tight end, literally was waiting. He literally was waiting for a carom near the front of the end zone, closer to the uh, the goal line, while everybody else was kind of in the middle. And it got batted. And it's going down to the ground. It was going with some good velocity, but he was there and he just goes down and dives and, and catches it and they just go nuts. And that tied it at 30. So then they had to go for that extra point. And of course 
you know, college is still the close-up extra point, but it was the biggest extra point. Jay Norvell said, I've never been so nervous on an extra point, 31-30. They end up winning. So Colorado State, the Rams will come in. They'll have momentum. UNLV, of course, plenty of momentum. And we'll talk with head coach Barry Odom uh, when he joins us in hour number two. As we wrap up hour number one, let me uh, just duck in some of the uh, scores. Let me update some things. And I do have... Uh, Mark Oak here running the show at Liberty now, back-to-back scorers. So they are now in front of Middle Tennessee State, 42-35. to Still 14-30 to go in the fourth quarter, Lynchburg, Virginia. Total is 56.5. They already have 77. Liberty minus 16. This is where this offense is good enough. They could still come back and end up covering that game, kind of like what I told you with the Miami Dolphins. When they were trailing Carolina 14 nothing, and you're laying 14, you're like, oh, no. But you know that offense is good enough, and twice they got that lead to 21. Uh, once they got it to 21, but then Mike White came in, you know, because Miami thought they had the game won. His first pass, you know, in Carolina territory was picked off and run back for a touchdown. So all of a sudden the lead was right back to 14, which was what the spread was. But the Dolphins were able to come down and get another touchdown and win it 42-21. to 21, So you still end up getting the cover. 17-10 still. Western Kentucky leading Jacksonville State now just 5.50 to go in the third quarter. So nobody scored in the second half. And South Alabama 34-3, 5.30 to go third quarter, leading Southern Miss. Remember, they're minus 18.5. Was 17, uh, but minus 18.5 right now. They're up by 31. Keeping an eye on that game. 3 to nothing now. The Phillies have tacked one on. Aaron Nola, starter against Merrill Kelly. And the D-backs, look, you, you can't score. You're not going to win games. And they couldn't score out of the gate yesterday. Philadelphia scored five unanswered. Arizona was able to get a two-run homer by Perdomo and then a solo run. Uh, but that's as close as they got. They end up losing the game 5-3. to three. Here, can't get anything off Nola. Bottom six, Philly up by a score of 3 to nothing. Again, looking to take a 2-0 lead back to Arizona. That series will resume on Thursday. And then NHL second final in the books. So you did get another goal by Montreal. So that does go up and over the total. Minnesota 5, Montreal 2, a final from Montreal up there in Quebec. Still one nothing. The Islanders 3.15 to go third period leading Arizona. Buffalo still up on top of Tampa 2-1, to 3.20 to go third period. So uh, getting close to where the Lightning are going to pull the goalie. Edmonton 6-1 to one as they add a goal. So now that game also has gone over that 6.5 total after two periods in Nashville, and the Kings have added another goal. So after two, they lead Winnipeg in Manitoba by a score of 2 to nothing. Again, Colorado at Seattle, Carolina at San Jose, and Dallas right here in our backyard at T-Mobile to play the Vegas Golden Knights. Those games all coming up in a little bit while we're in hour number two. All those games will have started. And don't forget, tomorrow it is game four. Las Vegas Aces will be in action against the New York Liberty, and the Aces can be shorthanded without Gray and Stokes. Uh, but you can join me down at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. Come on down and uh, watch the game there. Jet will be there. Uh, being the incredible server that he is, he will make sure you are well taken care of. And uh, that is every Wednesday. KT is down there at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo, right there in the Albertson Shopping Center. So I'll be looking forward to that. Hour number two coming up in just a little bit. We'll keep an eye on everything. We're going to get into uh, some of the games on the schedule as far as college football. Uh, my man Trevor is here. Jet's cousin, and he's visiting, and he wanted to see how things roll as far as sports talk radio from the studio. So we brought him in, and we surprised him, threw him on the air for a little bit, and may do that in hour number two as well. PSBR Law Studios is where we are. We are live from Vegas, 101.5 FM KDOM. We stream live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now. Hour number two coming right up, live from Vegas, Sportex Radio, produced by Mark Hoke. I'm Ken Thompson. We'll be right back.
Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. All right, KT, hour number two, PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas, Panache, Boyle, and Ravaputi, PSBR Law, the best in personal injury, strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. You know that's 702 for Vegas, 830-9353. Jot that number down in case you need the best in personal injury, 830-9353. KT here in studio, my man Trevor uh, Olivas is here, a friend, uh, or actually a cousin of Jet, who's uh, the man over there at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. Remember, that's one of three in the Vegas Valley to serve you. 8168 Las Vegas Boulevard South right there at Windmill and 8410 West Cheyenne, 25th year. That is the original, but you can catch me tomorrow night. I will be at Steiner's, and Jet will be there. And again, he said, you know, i got a young cousin. He's really big on sports and and uh, he's going to start his own little podcast there with his friends so he's kind of interested in picking your brain and seeing you know what you can teach him and i said you know what if a guy never gets a chance to get on the air you know he'll never get on the air yeah you can do some youtube stuff but you can also get your name out there if kt brings you on the air so as long as they can hold a, a solid conversation and they know what they're talking about i have no problem giving young men and women, a chance to uh, come on SportsX Radio. I've been doing that for years. And so when I talked to Trev, uh, you know, we just started talking. Next thing you know, we're talking college football, NFL, for a good quick half hour. And I was like, hey, I got to go. I got to go to the studio. But, you know, just kind of getting trenched in that conversation. So it is uh, always nice to help out the younger folks. You got to give back and, and uh, you know, give somebody else a chance to get that experience. Otherwise, they may never get that opportunity. Now, Preventative Diagnostic Center, Dr. John Pierce, got to get this in here because we are going to be bringing in T.C. Martin in about four and a half minutes from now. That's right. The voice of the Las Vegas Aces texted me back and his dinner is finished there in New York. So he said, KT, I'm available before you bring on Coach Barry Odom from UNLV football. So uh, we will be getting T.C., but you know, Dr. John Pierce, what he has going on here in the Vegas Valley is near and dear to my heart. And I get that in there, the heart, because I'm going to talk about the heart CT scan and calcium score. But if you're demographically between the ages of 40 and 75, 72, 40 and 72 years of age, you're fortunate because we've got the only scanner of its kind in the region that gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. It is the Preventative Diagnostic Center. So when you know that you can go in and find out uh, how your organs are doing internally, it's amazing to have that type of information. So give the Preventative Diagnostic Center a call. Uh, schedule that free educational consultation. Let them know KT SportsX Radio sent you. Again, you know the 702 for Vegas, 534-7900, 534-7900, Comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. doesn't get any better than that to have that information. And the heart CT scan and calcium score special, it's huge. $125 for a $600 value. Your significant other is absolutely free. So the two of you can get your heart checked out, make sure your arteries aren't clogging up. $125, $1,200 value. 
Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. PDCenterLV.com is the website. You can check out the scanner. There's some FYI questions that are answered there. But give a call. Leave your name and number. They will get back to you. 534-7900. And make sure you tell them Ken Thompson sent you. SportsX Radio as we uh, cruise on through on a Fat Tuesday. And uh, T.C. Martin going to join me in just a little bit. Trev, you also got into, or you guys get into uh, EPL, English Premier League. Your partner on your podcast that you just started, uh, big soccer guy. Yeah, shout out to my uh, longtime friend, uh, Milos. Huge soccer guy. He actually ended up playing for one of the academies for Atlas uh, down in Mexico growing up. So while I was in high school, he was down at the academy in Mexico, and we kept in touch through Xbox Live, a um, little gaming console and stuff. Uh, but we played FIFA all the time. I love the what EPL. is his teaming EPL? Because you're a Newcastle fan, and they're off to a decent start right now. Four and one with three draw, or four and three with a draw. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Tottenham and Arsenal right now, uh, top two, and Man City right there as well. Uh, they've uh, actually Man City's dropped a couple games, so uh, they're six and two. But uh, Tottenham and Arsenal are unbeaten, uh, both with uh, six wins and two draws out of the gate. But what what is your uh, what is Milos's team? Milos's favorite team is. Arsenal, oddly enough, uh, I always kind of give him a little bit of flack for being, uh, what would you call, bandwagon, essentially. And so um, they've got a big test coming up uh, for them against Chelsea this Saturday. Big-time matchup, two big names. Chelsea hasn't really been performing this nah, year, the Blues, man, but... not, not the same squad they were for decades. And I actually knew a gal whose dad had, I think, seats like right there center field i mean for years and years season tickets and still has them but uh young lady i met that was from england met her when she came out here was doing some music stuff uh way back in the day and we stayed in touch and of course i always follow chelsea over there stafford bridge and uh yeah i do enjoy watching soccer at that level you know when these guys can kick a ball the way peyton manning can throw a football on the money they can kick a a ball you know 30 40 yards on the money like that it blows my mind Bend it like Beckham type stuff. They, I mean, those guys have unparalleled skill, and I don't feel like they really get enough um, credit for it, especially within the U.S., but, hey, say what you will, right? There you go. Good stuff. All right, uh, let me just update the scores, and then we'll get with T.C. Martin as uh, T.C. is back there in the Big Apple and the Las Vegas Aces defending WNBA champions. They got their work cut out for them because they are going to be shorthanded for Game 4 tomorrow let me uh, just update the scores, though. We always try to keep you updated. Uh, remember, the Vegas Golden Knights, they'll be dropping the puck at home against Dallas. That'll be at 737. The puck drops there at the Fortress. Again, Dallas minus 110, five and a half your total. Uh, shaded to the over minus 120. Carolina, San Jose coming up from the Shark Tank that same time. Again, Carolina minus 320, six your total. And Colorado at Seattle, the Avalanche and the Kraken. That'll be at 715, six and a half your total. And the Avalanche minus 160. Kings have added another in the third period, shutting out Winnipeg. Very impressive by L.A. Uh, Winnipeg tough to beat on their home ice. 13-10 to go third period. Kings three, 
Jets nothing, and Edmonton still a 6-1 lead in Nashville, 14-20 to go in the third period. Buffalo held on, beat Tampa 3-2 the final there. They led it 2-1, so I'll have to see how that one ended. Islanders shut out Arizona 1-0, so back-to-back nights, the Coyotes lose in New York by one goal, lost to the Rangers last night 2-1, 1-0 on the island tonight. And uh, we'll keep an eye on those other games before we get out of here. Cruise up to the college football, 42-35. Liberty still leads Middle Tennessee State with 9.51 to go in the fourth quarter. After three, still the same score we had at the half. Western Kentucky, 17-10, leading Rich Rodriguez in Jacksonville State. And South Alabama has added another touchdown, 41-3. to one thirty to go, third quarter, just thumping Southern Miss. Long year for those Golden Eagles from Hattiesburg. Those are your scores there. And uh, we've got... Bunch of games going tomorrow uh, as far as the NHL, but the Phillies have added more, and that total seven and a half. But the Phillies shutting out Arizona six nothing behind Aaron Nola as the Phillies will take a two to two zero lead uh, head back to Arizona. I don't know if the Diamondbacks will be able to come back from this because Philadelphia has the advantage on the mound, and those bats are clicking right now. Arizona not getting the timely hitting they did in Milwaukee and against the LA Dodgers when they won their first five games of this uh, playoff. Uh, series. Uh, Mark, are we good with uh, TC? Oh, I didn't realize. I'm so sorry. I did not know TC was on. TC, I'm sorry, buddy. I wouldn't have made you wait. I didn't know. And and Mark probably told me and I didn't hear him in the ear. But hey, I appreciate you big time. Uh, Back there a little after 10, enjoying some dinner. But uh, Las Vegas Aces got thumped pretty good on Sunday. And they are shorthanded with Chelsea Gray going down. But now I, I understand Stokes isn't going to play as well. So going into game four against the Liberty, who were down 2-0, and now have cut it to two games to one, uh, MVP Brianna Stewart and uh, the Liberty, Lady Liberty, looking to uh, bring it back to Vegas for a Friday night clincher. Yeah, it's tough, uh, Ken. First of all, great to be with you, brother, as always. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a situation where, you know, you go when you, when you come in here up two games to none, you basically have a, a 92% chance that, uh, you know, you're going to take a series when it's best three out of five. Then even, even after game one, when it was, you know, 2-1, Aces is still down. They still had two games to, uh, to get the title and reminiscent of last year when they dropped game three in Connecticut and then they came back and they won in four to take the title. And you still have like an 83% chance to get that done. But basically in one possession with four minutes to go in game number three, it all changed. And uh, you, not only do you lose, you know, your, your point guard, who was the finals MVP last year, uh, you, you know, you're losing, you know, 16 points and seven assists per game. And then you also lose your starting center in Kia Stokes uh, just a couple possessions apart. It just, now you're looking at probably a less than 5% chance of winning. And it just is crazy in the world of sports that we know it, that injuries can just flip a series upside down and drastically. And now you're looking at uh, an ACES team that is a, is a definite long shot to, to try to win after, you know, winning the first two games. All right. So talk to me about what coach Becky Hammond is going to do, what we're going to be uh, seeing from the aces. Cause we know uh, sixth lady of the year, Alicia Clark, uh, looking forward to her getting more time. I mean, I was talking with Mark Hoke earlier and saying, hey, we remember the Sixers when they were without, you know, Jabbar, that game in, in the playoffs against Philly, and everybody's like, ah, oh, Philly's just going to 
they're going to crush him, Caldwell Jones, and the guys are just going to kill him. And instead, you know, Magic Johnson steps into the uh, the five hole there, and the Lakers end up winning that game. So sometimes when you don't have film on a team to where, you know, they're missing one of their key stars, in this case you're missing two key players, but especially a point guard like uh, Chelsea Gray because she's always got the ball. So all of a sudden you're trying to figure out exactly what Coach Becky Hammond's going to come on come up with to, uh, you know, try and combat the loss of two of her key players. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, it's not just Chelsea Gray. First of all, you know, with Chelsea Gray, not only are you losing that production we just talked about, but, I mean, she is the leader on this team. I mean, she is the coach on the floor. Uh, you know, she's the veteran. you got to remember, I mean, you know, more of a veteran than Asia Wilson. And Chelsea Gray is appearing in her, in her fourth finals uh, as a player, you know, you know, two, you know, with, with, uh, with Sparks and then, you know, two with the – aces here and she's just uh, she means so much to this team but then you throw out you know kia stokes and a lot of people are like well kia stokes only averages a couple points a game and but you know again the aces are undersized to begin with and the reason why asia wilson was the defensive player of the year the last two years a lot of it you know was because of kia stokes that's why asia wanted to share that moment when she was presented uh the trophy uh, with kia stokes because it wasn't for kia i mean it, it doesn't free asia up so you're missing literally two starters and you want to throw in Candace Parker that you lost, you know, going back, you know, two and a half months ago, uh, technically three starters. This team is, is a shell of itself, you know, right now. And it's going to be extremely difficult. So at both ends of the court, honestly, you know, being a practice and everything today, uh, Becky is going to be tinkering with all kinds of different stuff. And I don't think, you know, even as we sit here right now that she knows exactly what she's going to do. Uh, she's going to have to get production from multiple bodies. She's going to have to get minutes from multiple bodies. That means you're going to see more of Sidney Colson, um, who's a veteran, who's a point guard, and Sidney Colson will probably be getting a lot more minutes on any other team, but uh, she's going to get thrust into to more playing time now. Um, Kayla George, Kirsten Bell, Elena Coates are, are going to get some time, but how much, you know, you just don't know. Um, Aces is going to try to steal a game, plain and simple. But I think the way I look at it is that Asia Wilson has got to be that, that superstar now. She's going to have to get 30-plus. Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young are going to have to get, you know, 24, 25-plus like they did in games one and two. So it can be done. It's only one game. It's 40 minutes. They need a Herculean effort uh, to, to get it done. And if they needed to to win two or three games in the series, it would be virtually impossible to do. But to get one game on one night against a team you've had very good success with, not being in this in this venue, but at home. I mean, think about it, KT. The Aces won by a combined 45 points in games one and two. But this has been a home-and-home home series, not just in the finals, but the regular season. The home team has won every game and won every game decisively. The closest game has been nine points, and that was August 28th here in Brooklyn when the Liberty beat the Aces by, by only nine. Everything else has been you know, big-time double, double digits. So Becky Hammond has, has got her hands full. Uh, she doesn't have the body. She doesn't have the horses. And uh, it's, it's an uphill climb for the Aces. But yeah. the only way they are going to get it done is if they get some superb efforts and take care of the basketball and Chelsea, or rather uh, Jackie Young, Kelsey Plum and Asia Wilson just shoot lights out and uh, and will this team to victory. No doubt. And I'm telling you, I mean, right away, what I'm thinking is got to shorten the game because you got to stay out of foul trouble. 
and you don't have your point guard. And so that means, you know, Kelsey Plum, we know she's going to knock down those threes more times than not when she gets a nice pass from Chelsea Gray, who's, you know, maybe a no-look pass while she's looking inside to Asia and busts it out to Kelsey. Kelsey's able to knock it down. Now Kelsey's going to have to work for a shot and not as great a shooter. There's not many uh, guards that shoot the ball really well from three that are great off the dribble. And that's what makes somebody like Steph Curry so special because he's able to spot up and then, you know, still shoot that three from long range off the dribble. Most players would rather get it and spot up and be ready and uh, just go in that one motion, get it there, chest pass, boom, and knock it down. So we'll see if they're able to get off the shots, uh, you know, enough shots that they're going to give themselves an opportunity to score enough points and get the victory. But you know what? If any coach can do it, Becky Hammond's one that can. And uh, like you said, Sometimes all you got to do is just steal that game. Maybe they uh, muck it up a little bit, slow it down. I would look at the under in the game. I don't even know what the total is, but I'm thinking that if the Aces are going to win that game, it's going to uh, uh, be a lower uh, scoring game. So I appreciate you, T.C. Martin, voice of the Las Vegas Aces, joining SportsX Radio on last second uh, lineup there. And, uh, you know, we will uh, touch base when you get back and hopefully prior to Friday's game if there is one, but hopefully the Aces can take care of business and steal one in New York tomorrow. You got it, KT. Appreciate your brother. Be well. At TC Martin. Follow him on Twitter, and he does a great job here in the Vegas Valley for a long, long time. And the voice of the Aces. Uh, going to take a break real quick and then come back with head coach Barry Odom from UNLV. Want to pay some bills here, then come back with Coach Odom and uh, give him his just due because this man has come to Las Vegas and he has really got this Rebels football program going. Homecoming coming up on Saturday right at Allegiant Stadium against Colorado State and the Rebs looking for their sixth win in seven games. They have been outstanding and they bring that Fremont Cannon back home. It stays painted red. Great job by Coach Odom. We'll talk to him when we come back. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM KDOM. We stream live on that Odyssey app. Live from Vegas, Mark Hoax producing. We'll be right back. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We are back, Sportsex Radio, hour number two, rocking and rolling here. Mark Hoke spinning the hits there, a little uh, Phil Collins Genesis uh, back in the day. I remember that album came out, it was a great one. Uh, we are talking a lot of college football. Just talked with T.C. Martin, the voice of the Las Vegas Aces. They've got their work cut out for them tomorrow, game four in New York. Going to try and steal one shorthanded against the Liberty. If they don't get that win, it'll all come down to game five at T-Mobile on Friday night here in Vegas as the Aces look to get two championships in a row. Now, it's been a long time since UNLV has had a chance football-wise to you know win that Mountain West. They got a shot. You know, and that's all we were looking at when we went to Mountain West Media Days over there at Circa. I mean, what a great setup. And I got to talk to Coach Odom just for a little bit because he had to go in and do some TV thing. But I got to, you know, shake his hand. And, uh, you know, Mark Wallington was ushering him off. And, you know, he's like, Coach Odom's got to be saying to himself, like, who's this long-haired guy from from Jersey over here covering the Mountain West, but KT's been doing it for a long time out here in Vegas. Now, Coach Odom, a Missouri guy as far as his playing days, but grew up in Oklahoma, played some great high school football there, and 
of course, uh, doing a bang-up job here in Vegas, and we're fortunate to have him as the head coach of the UNLV Football Rebels. Coach Odom, I appreciate you taking time out for SportsX Radio. My goodness, I was at the Hawaii game, and, and I'm just watching you guys just shut down that run game, and Hawaii still had negative yardage running like late third quarter, and I'm going, my gosh, the defense not getting any recognition. Why? Because the offense is stepping up and putting a lot of points on the board. Coach, you're doing one heck of a job. Great to have you. Uh, Boy, looking forward to a big homecoming game, but welcome to SportsX Radio, and uh, we're very fortunate to have you here in Las Vegas. Thank, thanks so much for having me on. I, I, uh, the media days, the, those only feel like they were just a couple of weeks ago. It's amazing how time uh, flies when you get into the season. So thanks thanks for making time for having me on. I'm, I'm uh, honored to, to be with you guys tonight and really uh, excited to have a chance to talk about our team and our program and what we're building and, and the vision on kind of where we're taking this place. Um, I'm humbled to be the head coach here and this very, very thankful for our student athletes and our kids on the way that they approach every single day. Um, I, I said it from the day we started and got into the off season program and our spring ball and our, and into uh, summer ball and summer conditioning and then fall camp. The the team is hungry to be coached. Um, they they have been a joy to uh, be around, and, and we're making progress. We've, we've sure got a long ways to go, but excited about what this team has done up to this point and then the opportunities that uh, are there in front of us and the approach that we've really taken is just I know it's a boring concept of one day at a time and control those things and work as hard as you can continue to develop your skill sets and and if you do those things and eventually you start showing signs of improvement and progress and that's kind of where we're at in the in the building of this program yeah no doubt and as, as you look at the schedule and so you have Brian coming in FCS team good program but that's how you start you want to get that first game under the belt then you go to the big house in Michigan and I thought you know the Red held their own in that second half and I love to see that because you knew you're going to be up against it I know Harbaugh wasn't there on the sidelines but at the end of the day you still have Blake Quorum you got to worry about and you see how dominant that Michigan team is and they seem to get better and better but what's great is that the Rebs played them very tough in the second half and that's where Michigan has really been flexing their muscles in these games of late inside the Big Ten is they've just worn teams down and just buried them in the second half so as I go back and I reflect I go you know what that was one heck of a job there and I remember the the catch that DeJesus had and then it kind of popped out of his hand and they they called it an incompletion I thought it was good and I thought oh man that that kind of short-circuited a drive there but then Vandy came in here. You guys found a way to win that game. And then you go to UTEP. And Dana Dimble did a real nice job with the Miners the last couple years. But you went down there to the Sun Bowl and you took care of business handily. Then you get the Hawaii win. And then, of course, you keep the Fremont cannon painted red. So things are rolling well. But I know you're one of those coaches. Like you said, one day at a time. Of course, the coach is cliche. One game at a time. And you know Colorado State coming in with Jay Norvell. And we know Jay's a heck of a good coach. He did a nice job at Nevada, but transitioned to Fort Collins. And the way that they won that game against Boise State on Saturday, practice must be a heck of a lot of fun for the Rams in Fort Collins this week as opposed to what it would have been when you look with seven minutes to go. They're down 30-10 to 10 to a team they never beat, Boise State. And somehow, some way, they stayed in there, heads in the game. So it's a good you know, deal for him to get his team focused and say, hey, let's go to Vegas. We're playing with house money. We just knocked off Boise State. And for you to say, hey, look, 
don't just think you got a W just because you're off to a 5-1 and one start and the Rams are coming in here to Allegiant Stadium because look what they just did at Boise. They played 60 minutes, and they needed to play all of them to get that W. Absolutely. There's uh, so many lessons learned as you watch others play. And, you know, we used the other night uh, the the Stanford-Colorado game. You know, Colorado's up 29 nothing. Uh, Stanford comes back and wins. We used that in the locker room on Saturday when we went in at Reno up 28-7 at halftime. And, the, you know, those messages that when you can learn from others either – success or failures on what they go through that makes your team better and this is a situation for us that uh, I think Jay Norvell is a terrific coach he's done a heck of a job with their program and to watch the way that they battled the other night to go come back and win um, offensively they present challenges all over the field on the way that they spread the ball around their passing attack uh, you've got to you've got to defend every square inch and the game is not over until Zero zero in the fourth quarter because of how explosive they are uh, on offense and the defense. They're they're playing complementary football because they're getting the ball back. They're they're aggressive in how they're playing. A very very physical football team. Uh, we've got to have a tremendous work week to get ready to play winning football because we know what's coming in and and our opponent uh is obviously uh on a, on a high note after last week's game no doubt about it. and one of the better receivers not in the conference but in the country and tory horton the senior i mean already 58 receptions almost 700 yards six touchdowns and then holker who came up with the game winner the tight ends pretty darn good he's hit pay dirt six times as well so you've got those guys and then you've got a youngster a freshman Braden Fowler Nicolosi that stepped in and done a bang up job quarterbacking. He's got 14 touchdown passes now. He has thrown 11 picks, which is good because that's right up the alley of what you're doing with this Rebels defense coach. I mean, and and I want you to reflect on your coaches, but plus nine in the turnover department. That is so huge. We saw, you know, USC last year, Lincoln Riley's guys. I want to say there were plus 20 after like six games in the turnover department, and it was unbelievable. You could just see like everything was going their way. But you have to make your own breaks as well as causing turnovers. Talk to me a little bit about that mindset and also reflect on your coaching staff because uh, I know head coaches love to do that. They want to take uh, you know credit, but they're quick to point to their coaching staff. And I think a lot of people here in Vegas need to know who that staff is. Yeah, I, I think that's so true because the, the importance of how many people that it relies on to have a successful organization. And we're, we're fortunate, I'm fortunate, blessed that we've got the staff that we do. The defensive coordinator is a guy named Mike Shear who was with uh, we were together at Arkansas. I coached him at Missouri. He's been in the system now for a number of years. A terrific young coach. Uh, Brennan Marion's on offense and has got uh, an elite uh, football IQ and schematic ability to build a, an offensive structured team and having great success running the ball right now because of, you know, we've got good players, but also the way that the offensive staff has put it together. And then, you know, a thing that probably doesn't get talked uh, enough about as our special teams play on that has been an advantage for us um, and we knew it would need to be and James Shevist is uh, the special teams coordinator he and I worked together years ago at Memphis so those are our coordinators and we've got uh, seven other terrific uh, position coaches that number one they're they're really good men 
Um, they're great teachers and mentors. They're great leaders. They're great representatives of our university. And the, the, the great thing when we were putting the staff and building the staff together, they all wanted to be here because they had the same mindset and the same vision for what UNLV football could be. And, and uh, that sure makes things a lot easier when you got a group of guys that can work well together. No doubt. And, of course, it's always tough when you lose your quarterback early on. Uh, Doug Brumfield uh, has done a nice job. He's, he's a very athletic young man. He's uh, somebody that's held his own. And I know it's a very difficult decision for a head coach when somebody gets hurt and somebody else steps in. And Jane Maeva, the youngster from Liberty right here, homegrown product, has stepped in and done a bang-up job. But a, a tough decision for you. The team has a lot of momentum. They're they're winning. So you know, one of those situations there where you want to, you know, just let Doug know. Look, I, I'm still. I, I I may still need you uh, to to help us win. To we're a team, and and I'm just wondering how hard that is as a coach to have to make that decision to where you got a guy coming back off an injury uh, that, again, that's the reason that Maeva stepped in, but Maeva really has not done anything wrong, and the team's got the momentum. So how tough is that, Coach, and and how do you keep uh, Doug's head in the game knowing that he could still be a vital part of this team down the line? You know, our roster is made up of 107 players, and our job as coaches is to – get all 107 uh, in position to play winning football. And that, that I didn't, it doesn't really matter if they're a senior or a freshman or a transfer or a walk-on or scholarship. It does not matter. They're our team. And we've got to get every single person ready to go play winning football because it's going to take everybody. Before the end of the year, there's going to be so many people that we have to count on uh, in their role and what that looks like to help us win. And, and our team has embraced that. We've got a lot of uh, really positive things going on with leadership of our team. You know, the the quarterback position gets a lot of um, it, it, you know, exposure um, because of their ability to control games. But the way that the quarterback plays well, you know, in a very fundamental approach is the 10 guys around him play extremely well, and that makes his job a lot easier. I, I believe with very strong conviction we've got – three quarterbacks in our program that we can play winning football with. And right now, Jaden's got the hot hand and he's doing some really good things. And, but they're all preparing like they're the starter because you never know you're, you're in a position that you're a play away from, from being the guy that takes every snap. So uh, I like the approach that we've got with our kids and, and they're working extremely hard and they understand that uh, they've got to be ready to go play winning ball. And uh, you know, the, the pursuit of what that looks like is, is something that you continue to pour into and then eventually you start having some success. SportsX Radio, Ken Thompson talking with head coach Barry Odom, UNLV Rebels off to a 5-1 start. Colorado State coming into Allegiant Stadium homecoming this Saturday and you talk about a loaded backfield Vincent Davis transferring over from Pitt. How about the freshman Jaden Thomas the Jet, Donovan Lester coming off a three touchdown game and Courtney Reese. I mean you have four guys that can fill it as far as when they get that rock. Well we've got a, a, a really you know that that running back room is solid from from top to bottom. Uh, the running backs coach is Cornell Ford, and you know he and I have been together for 20 years, and just a wonderful uh, man and and leader of that room. But also, you know, the running backs understand that you're only going to get a certain number of carries. You need to make the most of it, and it starts with how we block up front, and then the ability to take care of the football is so important, and then how we build it each week on what the offense looks like. 
you know they're all going to have their opportunities and and then it you know the the execution of go make the most of it when your number's called they, they've taken that approach there you go and then on defense you always have to have that guy that's the leader in jackson woodard the linebacker has stepped up nicely leads you in tackles but there's a lot of key components on that defense as well yeah it's so so important that up front on the defensive line you know it's a line of scrimmage game you've got to be productive you've got to be active you've got to take on blocks you got to play on the other side of the line of scrimmage you've got to harass the quarterback um, all those things and if you can do that then the second and third level of your defense really are complementary and play well together so Jackson has, has been a strong uh, point for us so far defensively he's very active he understands the scheme uh, can get us in and out of checks the way we need to on the on the field and and also has been very very productive and we need that out of the linebackers so um, excited about the progress we're making there and and also our team understands that that we're a long ways away from a finished product we got a long ways to go and coach one thing that i know that the faithful here in the state of nevada love is that you're keeping hometown products here in nevada because i remember growing up in jersey and i you know rutgers wasn't really relevant but i remember always looking and and nebraska and oklahoma and different guys and you'd see you know from jersey you know you're watching these big games and they're all from jersey and i'm like gosh dang it why can't we keep any of those kids here right and you know same thing with vegas we'd always see all these kids going elsewhere to pack 12 schools and and other schools and uh, you're like gosh if we could only keep some of the home products here you've done a pretty good job of that with your staff recruiting wise and i know that makes a lot of folks here in vegas very happy well, the the thing that that we understand when I got the job and as a staff that there's really good coaches here um, on the high school level, and there's really good football players. We've got to find a way uh, to keep them here, and it starts with relationships. And if you get in and establish yourself, get in the school as many times as you can. You open up the doors, which we have to high schools uh, in the city to to come and spend as much time with us as you can. You invite them to all the home games, and you also give a product that they see that. Um, anything that you want to accomplish as a college football student athlete, we're going to get done here. We're going to compete and win championships. You can get a great degree, and there's only one Vegas in the world, and uh, we're going to turn it into an elite program. No doubt. Good to see Mark Davis stepping up there and a great relationship there with the Rebs and donating some money there, and it's just great for UNLV to know that Allegiant Stadium, yes, it's a big venue, but it's going to be getting busier and busier with UNLV football, Coach, because you're winning. And when you win in the city of Las Vegas, you're going to have a lot of people, not only that are going to be rooting for the Rebels, but people that are coming in from out of town, they're going to say, you know what, let me get a, let me get a chance to go check out that UNLV program. They're pretty darn good. Last thing, the uh, SEC pedigree there with your time at Missouri, how much has that uh, helped you as far as getting ready for getting this program to buy into what you're selling as a head coach? Yeah, I think we all learn from our experiences and uh, the opportunity that I had for a number of years uh, in that league has really made me who I am. And I you know, had years there. I was at Memphis for three years. Um, and, and we transformed that program into, into a power and then went back to Missouri and was there for a number of years later. And then in the last three years was at the University of Arkansas. So I've got influences from a lot of different places. Uh, and, and that, that conference, uh, obviously is, is where I grew up and what I understand. And we've taken a blueprint, so to speak, of what, I learned and what our staff has learned in different spots and put it into here. And um, I believe in, in the foundational approach of how this is being built. I think it's going to be sustainable for a long time. And we're just excited for, for the opportunity to, to turn it into a winner.
Coach, last thing, because I was going to say that was the last thing, but you, you mentioned Arkansas. I just love the demeanor of Sam Pittman. I mean, this guy just never seems to be flustered, just like, you know what? I watched him, you know, interview there yeah. when they were playing in Baton Rouge, watched him last week, down a boatload of points in Bama, come back, cut it to a field goal. I mean, the teams never quit. I just, I just love his demeanor, and I could see how you two could mesh together to be just top-notch together, coaches on the same team. But just tell me a little bit about Coach Pittman and your relationship there. Just a, a wonderful man and and a very good friend, um, and and we had three terrific years together. The opportunity to work for him and understand, um, you know, the way that you know he was uh, the head coach at at Arkansas, but it came prior to that. He was at the University of Georgia, so a lot of the systematic approach that we had at at Arkansas was what he uh, did there and was exposed to and and I, he taught me a great deal and uh there's a lot of that influence that we have in our program today coach really appreciate you taking time go enjoy a little r&r till tomorrow back at it but looking forward to the big game saturday against colorado state homecoming coach continued success hope to talk to you down the line but thanks for joining sports x radio and ken thompson really appreciate you big time Thanks so much. Y'all have a great week. There go Rebels. Go. Great stuff. Head coach Barry Odom. And we take a break here. Sports X Radio 101.5 FMK Dawn streaming live on the Odyssey app. It's our final segment coming up in just a little bit. Mark Hope producing the show. Again, you miss any part of the show, use the Odyssey Rewind feature on the app or the archives will be pinned at SportsX Radio at Ken Thompson 87. My producer, Mark Hope. The Mark Hope Show Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. The best in professional wrestling. Follow him on Twitter as well. Now known as X, of course at Mark Hoke Show. H-O-K-E is how you spell Hoke. We'll be right back. We'll wrap things up. PSBRLO Studios in Las Vegas. I'm Ken Thompson. You're listening to SportsX Radio. Mark Hoke, join in now with the Edsels as we come on back here, wrap things up, SportsX Radio on a fat Tuesday. Thanks to head coach Barry Odom, UNLV football, joining us for the last 20 minutes. Appreciate that. And, of course, T.C. Martin, voice of the Las Vegas Aces, at the top of this hour. And uh, we've got yeah, Trevor, my main man, coming in here making his radio debut, 22 years of age. My gosh, I remember back those days, it was uh, almost, yeah, just getting out of the Navy. Because uh, joined when I was, you know, delayed entry program, 17 and a half, so right after 18, and boom, there off to Great Lakes, Illinois. And that's how I got to the West Coast. So I remember those years when I was 22, 23, my goodness, man, on the California beaches, because that was the whole goal get to Cali, stay on the West Coast. I've stayed here. I'm glad I grew up in Jersey, but I'm glad on the West, I'm on the West Coast. Now, you're a Vegas guy. Where would you, if you could live anywhere, Trev, where would you live? I mean, there's so many good options. The two that come to mind are uh, Florida and California. I've been to Florida a couple times, and it's the uh, Where California. Do you want? Miami? My, are, are you a Miami guy? Uh, I was thinking more. I mean, very close. Fort Lauderdale area yeah, is pretty Fort cool. Lauderdale. I went to to a couple spring breaks there, and man, that the beaches are just so beautiful. I mean. I remember the, old Fort Lauderdale. KT got in a little trouble the there. The food there, too, <laughs> he did. is crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a United Nations party on the beach, and uh, I wasn't old enough to drink at the time because I was still a teenager, and the drinking age there was 21. And, and, uh, Quote, unquote, drinking yeah, age. Well, the, well, the, yeah, the officer came <laughs> over and uh, 
the officer came over and uh, asked me to pour out my beer, and I said, why? He said, why? I'll show you why. And that was it. Next thing, KT is in the West Palm Beach Detention Center. Oh, <laughs> as a teenager, dullard. for the love of God, God, oh, yeah, you're I'm a telling dumb you, kid. I was. You were I, really I, a dumb kid, <laughs> and not much has changed. But it, uh, it was just uh, one motion on. too. You could have just poured it out. Pretty simple. Yeah, I, I could. No, have. no, he, he poured Ken, it out for me. Ken, your <laughs> answer was, your answer was, sir, I'll be happy to pour this drink out, but it is not a beer. I am under, I am underage, and I could not drink a beer legally. It's just an off. That's what monster. you should have done. Great. You yeah. might have you might have gotten out of it on that. Yeah, holding a red, white, and blue Budweiser can. Yeah, that'll get me out of it. Oh, you had the can. Yeah. Oh, you're screwed. No, I was. You could have. Well, you could have said it was a like a cola. Yeah. I'm telling co- you, I have a leader of cola. Officer. The only reason I didn't is because I had several <laughs> of those prior to him getting there, so it wasn't like I was uh, really coherent as a teenager and uh, dead in the water. Yep. Done. Doa. End of story. Yeah, it was a long time ago, decades ago. But that's why Trevor, see, that's the thing. The wisdom that we gain, you know, from back when we made these dumb mistakes, we hand down to the young men like you so that you don't make those same dumb mistakes. Are you somebody that listens to wisdom or are you a school of hard knocks guy you got to learn on your own? You know what? I like to be a little bit of both, um, to be honest with you. I do, I'm, I'm, I'm very much like a sponge when it comes to information from other people, but to a certain degree, I do like being able to go out, make my own decisions, fall flat on my face, and then be able to you know, learn from that going forward. So a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, I feel like taking the risk and falling on your face is a little bit more um, influential to how you learn compared to you know listening to other people. But hey, both work really well. Yeah, well, they do, and after you break your nose a few times by falling on your face, you're going to learn that you should have taken the wisdom from the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Hoke, you got plenty of wisdom to hand down. Don't oh, be looking, Ken, don't Ken, be looking have, over there like I have you, you're Mr. Down, Innocent. Are I have handed down much wisdom in my days. Yes. What's I, one part, like one little nugget of wisdom that you could share yeah, with me Yeah, go right ahead. Share, share something with him, Hokester. Come on. Don't give extra drinks to the three-man. Oh. Did you I ever play three-man? The drinking uh, game? I did not actually. I was kind of greatest game ever. I tell one. you what, we'll get some beers. We'll we'll, we'll play three man. Well, not in the studio, but that I actually uh, well, it can taught, be in the studio I, as long I, as nobody else is here and no one knows. I <laughs> that's great. Maybe that's a good episode. But I I, I taught a young man uh, a very hard drinking lesson one night when he broke etiquette in a drinking game. There you go. You no, know? because I I remember my horrible night with three man where I drank and drank. And at yeah. North Dakota State? No, this was actually back in York, PA. No, my uh, my mentor, my first drinking mentor. Great. Yeah. Drinking yeah. mentor. Yeah, right? You have to oh, have no. a drinking mentor. You I have mean, to. Like I said, I'm one of those guys who kind of just goes out and yeah, falls see, on his face a couple times. Man, you, you, need, so. you, need, you need somebody around to, see? to give you hey, a little hey. guidance. There you go. And when, and when you die like a dog, he's there <laughs> to say, have you learned your lesson? And that 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 sinks in. And here's the thing: you love professional wrestling. I see visions of you with your drinking mentor, Mark Hoke, there on a Saturday night, and then come back do the show Sunday mornings, eight a.m. Oh, it's all coming together. No, oh, it's all. Oh, over. David Difference does that. Yeah, you guys are going to completely change my life. Oh, it's yeah, gonna it's not be good. Crazy. I yeah, mean, it is. It, it, I'm gonna stop. No I'm gonna stop working out and stuff. Do you like have that. bail money? 
That's all we need to know. Hey, I'm working right now, <laughs> fresh out of college, got my big boy job. There you Hopefully go. that tides me over for a little bit, especially we're, if I start hanging out with these guys. Fun. We're not going to corrupt you. <laughs> I, I will say, by the way, allegedly, the, the, the Phillies are going to be uh, the Diamondbacks are going to be drinking a lot tonight. Drinking heavily. Oh, well, they'll have a day. They'll God, have a day off tomorrow. Maybe they can join me at Steiner's Pub before they uh, Shit, go they, back to Phoenix. Yeah, maybe tip to. Jet a How large sum it, of Mark? money. It is now. Well, it's still going. We're at the top of the eighth. It's ten to nothing. Wow. They even had a pop up drop between the catcher, the pitcher, and third baseman that went about I don't know twenty feet. I got and it. Extended got it. that you last inning nope. and just brutal. Mm. They have been. They have been stroking the ball. I mean. Ken, this this looks like a championship team to me. It really does. All right, so the I'll, I'll give you. I'll, listen, away. I'll give you the Phillies, and I'll take Texas. Okay. And if Houston ends up getting there, then then you win. I, I'll, I'll give you. I'll just take Texas, and you got Philly. And if either one of the other teams get there, we won't count it. But you've got you've got Philly, and I've got Texas. What's I, on the line with this bet? Of uh, what, what, what do we do this for, Mark? Because you you don't like to do money, so you'd like to you'd rather do something. Some type of uh, something that costs. Yeah, he'll do. No, no, he'll do something that'll embarrass me or something. Oh, okay. Let's see what, what full face what, paint. What would be fun? Would be fun. No, I tell you what. Then, then you have to go with me to a wrestling big wrestling event. Okay, I like that. And then I'll think you just get the hotel room. Hey, there you go. Royal Rumble. I think he could be in for a rumble. That would be fun. Ken, you'd enjoy the Royal Rumble. I'd probably enjoy it. Tampa, Tampa, which by the way is my favorite Florida city. By the way. All right. Well, Love I Tampa. used to go there when I was a kid all the time. St. Pete and Tampa I had a great uncle in, in uh, Tampa, and my grandmother was there in St. Petersburg, so I made yeah, it there many times. Yeah, so I can get us in. That's just a matter of uh, you know getting there. And actually, I might have some friends. I have a lot of friends out there. So there you there go. A lot of poker coverage in Tampa. That's right. Well, from what I know, this podcast really spans the entire nation, so I can imagine you guys... The entire world, connected. the entire it's a world, radio oh, world. Show. sorry, Odyssey app is My worldwide, worldwide radio show. We've got we've Odyssey got listeners app, in Kazakhstan for the love of God. Oh my. Are you kidding me? You told me that. I can't believe yeah, that. Yeah, trust I me. And, and Hoekster with his wrestling. You know, probably... I haven't looked at the country list for all. I was around 160 countries. Yeah, I haven't amazing. checked that out for about a we'll month. We'll have to do. I got to take a take a look. With the all wrestling right. show, you definitely got to be getting into the depths of Mexico. I mean, people oh, got to be loving the AAA. Trev. Appreciate you stopping by. Got about a minute to get out. Hoekster, same outstanding job producing. Of course. Appreciate head coach Barry Odom. <laughs> Appreciate T.C. Martin. And uh, good stuff there. Getting things rolling here. SportsX Radio. Tied at 17. 25 seconds left in regulation. Western Kentucky and Jacksonville State. It is a final. South Alabama 55-3 to beat Southern Miss. 42-35. The Liber- Liberty knocks off uh, Middle Tennessee State. The New York Liberty will be hosting. Las Vegas Aces tomorrow night on the ice. Vegas Golden Knights in action right now at T-Mobile. Just getting underway as they try to make it four in a row out of the gate. And uh, Phillies are up 10 nothing, but no score in that Dallas-Vegas game. 10.33 to go in the first period. Carolina-San Jose tied at one. And Seattle, the Kraken, one nothing, leading Colorado over there. I'm sorry, San Jose and Carolina tied at one. Seattle leads Colorado one nothing after one. And remember, I said they would be a good play against their uh, their old team, at least uh, Grubauer's old squad there, in between the pipes there for the Kraken. Kings did beat Winnipeg 5-1. to one. It's going to do it for us on a fat Tuesday. Till tomorrow when I'm live at Steiner's. Folks, you know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you live from Vegas Sports X Radio. 101.5 FM K-Dawn. Streaming live on that Odyssey app. From PSBR Law Studios, I'm Ken Thompson. For producer Mark Hoke, for Trevor Olivas. 
God bless, folks. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Good night, everybody.